It's time for week five of the Red Zone Roadshow, sponsored by RWJ Barnabas Health. Today we are coming to you from the home of the number one ranked team in the shore, the 5-0 Red Bank Catholic Casey's, as they prepare to take on the third ranked team in the shore, the 4-0 Long Branch Green Wave, in our Red Zone Game of the Week. Hello and welcome into another exciting week of high school football in the Garden State. I'm Ryan Ross. I'm joined by high school football recruiting analyst Chris Melvin, Asbury Park Press sports writer Steve Falk, and from NorthJersey.com, Greg Tartaglia. Guys, thanks for joining us. We have a lot to get to to wrap up week four last week. Let's start with our game of the week. Manalapin with a big statement win over Howell. 34 to zip uh, was the score. Uh, I got to say that Howell definitely uh, is in the rebuilding stages. They lost a lot of guys from last season, but uh, Manalapin uh, definitely has uh, – a, a, a fierce attack, uh, running-wise and passing-wise. Dell Sikowski, head to the Miami University as a linebacker, had a six-yard touchdown as well as a 17-yard touchdown reception by way of a pass from uh, lefty, impressive junior, uh, Sean Keeley. And, Steve, around the shore, a couple of upsets as well. Yeah, Frio Township with a huge upset of previously unbeaten Toms of the North. Sophomore quarterback Lorenzo Chiricella, remember that name. This kid's going to be really good. Colin Tappich kicked a 22-yard field goal with three seconds to play. Neptune is on the comeback trail. It's two straight wins for them. They came from behind to beat Point Borough, and Nino Bua, their sophomore quarterback, had a huge day. And several teams clinched divisional championships, or clinched ties for divisional championships. Rumson, Fairhaven, Jackson Memorial, Manasquan, and Middletown South. And also, Greg, some big results coming from North Jersey as well. Tell us about that. Well, big results in the form of big scores. St. Joseph <laughs> has now climbed to number one in the USA Today Network New Jersey Top 20 partially due to a 56-14 win over Paramus Catholic. Really the highlight of that game is some of the players they showcased. They have a very good receiver, Gavin Sharkey, caught a couple of touchdowns. Um, a guy who doesn't get a lot talked about, offensive lineman, obviously, but Luke Whipler threw a nice block on a screen pass that uh, Audric Estime, their sophomore running back, took in for a touchdown. Estime had four scores. They got a lot of weapons. And what they got coming up next week? A matchup with Bergen Catholic, probably <laughs> to determine, again, the number one team in the wow. state. So, you know, you put that in context. Last week, not a very competitive game, but certainly what they're preparing for. They said afterward, we wanted to send a message. They did. Uh, they weren't the only ones. DePaul upset St. Peter's Prep, which also caused that whole jumble at the top. St. Joe's has beaten DePaul already. So a <laughs> oh, ton of big results in the, uh, of course, non-public United Red Division of the Super Football Conference. But some good public school results as well. Ramapo needing overtime to beat Riverdale. And those two have gotten together for quite a little rivalry. You know, 10 years ago, not even in the same league. Now they are. They're always in the same playoff bracket, constantly playing each other, usually in the finals. I think uh, North won Group 3 was last year. Mm -hmm. So ton of talent in North Jersey, and it shows. <laughs> and, and a revolving door, like you said, at the number one yes. ranked spot. Maybe it will change again this week. We shall find out this weekend. Let's now get to our Red Zone Recruit Tracker, and we'll stay in North Jersey and talk about Jaziah Purdy. Yeah, Jaziah Purdy is a wingback, a senior at Hasbrook Heights. The Aviators off to a 5-0 start, and they have clinched a spot in the NJIC playoffs for the third straight year. They won the inaugural tournament, and Purdy two touchdowns last weekend against Butler. Gave him 10 on the season. He's also the leading receiver. Very versatile threat for the Aviators. And out of the shore, guy we know very well, Steve Lubish here from right here at Red Bank Catholic. Yeah, you're going to get to know him. Uh, uh, get to know him better in a few minutes. <laughs> but Steve, what they did was they actually played uh, a Tadjuri East squad, beat him 35-zip. He had nine... Uh, 
nine passes for 13, um, nine out of 13 for 151 yards and four touchdowns. An impressive win. Pretty efficient there. And out of yeah. South Jersey, another good quarterback. We have Nick Hartman from Woodrow Wilson, 431 yards and six touchdowns. Just another day at the office for him. <laughs> and out of Central Jersey, Connor Holmes from Sayreville, 35 yards on the ground and a 38 win. 38-0 win over Monroe. Now let's get to our game ball winner for week four, and we're going to give it to a guy that we mentioned earlier, Nino Nino Bua. Three touchdown passes, 65 yards rushing, and a comeback win over Point Pleasant Borough. Another guy you know very well, Steve. Yeah. And Chris? Oh, yes, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> the same, same guy. We all know him pretty well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Nino uh, is impressive. Not the biggest guy in the world. Like, he's just a sophomore, um, but he's a leader out there. Mm -hmm. He's not one-dimensional. He has a strong arm. He's very athletic. About five, about five ten, five eleven, throws a nice ball. But he's a leader out there, even though sophomore. So coach Tariq Holman, yeah, years to come with this guy, they're gonna be quite impressive. He's and remember, a he's a good guy. And remember, you can go to USA Today Network, New Jersey, to vote for who you think the game ball winner for Week Four should be. And as we head to break, some of those guys we mentioned maybe someday will play in the NFL. Others, they might have a future in the business side of the NFL. And Bill Westhoven from the Daily Record has a nice story about the Jets partnering with Centenary University. They're developing a program to educate students about the business side of the NFL. So make sure you log on to the Daily Record and USA Today Network New Jersey to read that coverage. Plenty of high school, college, and NFL coverage across their network. We're going to take our first break here in the red zone. And when we come back, it's time to talk to the Green Wave. We'll hear from head coach Dan George and preview their big matchup with number one ranked Red Bank Catholic. A great crowd here in Red Bank. We're going to take a break. We'll have plenty of more Red Zone coming up. Robert promised his granddaughter he'd make it to her next birthday. Thanks to New Jersey's only lung transplant center, he'll make it to many more. I'm still here. RWJ Barnabas Health. Let's be healthy together. Your school has a chance to win $1,000 compliments of the Asbury Park Press. During the Red Zone Roadshow, the home team struts their stuff on the field, showing everyone their school spirit. Yeah! The Red Zone Roadshow episode that gets the most views during their voting period by the end of the season wins the prize. We want every student, teacher, coach, principal, and board member out there rallying for their district. Share the link to Red Zone Roadshow episodes on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram to rack up those views. Every participating home district has a chance to win. Welcome back in the Red Zone, coming to you from Red Bank Catholic, week five of the Red Zone Roadshow, sponsored by RWJ Barnabas Health, number one Red Bank Catholic against number three Long Branch. It's now time to talk to the Green Wave. We have head coach Dan George and offensive lineman Kevin Cerruti, along with some reinforcements we'll get to later in this interview. But coach, let's begin with you. The season after a state championship, Certainly no championship hangover for you guys thus far, 4-0. Apart from having some really great players, what's been your message to the team to help them stay hungry? Well, we've, uh, we've backed up some really good freshman teams, and we felt like we had turned the corner in getting ourselves back to state-caliber football program. And uh, we've had quite a few returners, but also the guys that are not returning, they want their piece of the pie. They want their piece of, of getting what they got coming to them. Some have been waiting three years. Now they're senior year, and they're dialing in, and they're playing great football for us. Well, well speaking of one of the pieces of the pie, this guy right here, 6'3", 301 pounds, who I feel is one of the best offensive linemen, not just in the state, but in the country. 
got the nickname the Pancake Master. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about how you got it and what is it about? Uh, well, you gave it to me, really. Um, <laughs> well, I, I got to share it because, you know, <laughs> yeah. you got a teammate over here. So. But, um, you know, just from my, you know, dominance on the field. And, uh, you know, you sent me some texts, you know, search and destroy and stuff. You know, just listen to you and do what I have to do on the field. What, some people don't know what pancakes are. Is it the pancakes that you eat? Or they, <laughs> what exactly are they? Uh, well, basically when you block someone into their back. Not the food. <laughs> Did you like pancakes? I love pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> Coach, everyone knows about Jermaine Corbett, your running back, your star running back. Everyone knows about Saruti. Let's talk about a couple other guys. Maybe these two guys that you have here right here with you. I got uh, Mark Dennis directly behind me, our quarterback and safety, and Luke Arnold, um, our middle linebacker, has led our program in tackles last year and this year. A uh, huge part of our state championship last year. And now Mark uh, played as a sophomore quarterback for us, safety and receiver last year, is back at the helm, and uh, been doing it a long time, 30 years. Mark Dennis and Luke Arnold are two of the best leaders I've ever been around wow. in my program. And I just don't feel you could be successful in this day and age without strong, great leaders. And they exemplify it. Practice is, is, is a piece of cake because of these two guys. I don't have to get the team up. If we're not up, they make sure they get up. And then, you know, when adversity strikes, they're gonna be looking at these guys out in the football field and they're gonna need, we're gonna need to stay patient, we need to be calm, and we need to have to strike back. And it's gonna be between, because of these three guys, why we will. And Kevin, these guys here, your, your fellow captains, you have a special relationship with them and kind of a routine you like to go through on game days. Tell us about that. Oh, yeah, after school every day, um, me and my two guys over there, we go to my house and uh, we just eat, you know, water, water down, <laughs> and uh, we watch some office too. Oh, yeah. nice. <laughs> well, I'm sure all, uh, both, all three of you guys are going to be vital part as well as with, with uh, Jermaine Corbett and a couple other guys. The list goes on and on. We'll be talking all day about all your plays. <laughs> and, and what's that like to, to meet before the game and, and to kind of get your mind right? And then uh, what do you guys talk about usually? It just, you know, usually we don't really talk about the game. We try to, like, you know, wait till it actually comes. But um, it's good bonding. You know, we're really close. You know, we're probably one of the closest groups on the team. But, um, you know, it's just good. A relationship between the team you know we can get the guys up we talk about how we're gonna bring everybody up and then really we just relax get ready get our legs ready and stuff the, the office certainly helps yeah. with that yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well that's awesome great to hear and uh best of luck guys thanks for making the trip over and uh we'll see you friday night thank you and, uh, and before we go coach actually we have a surprise for you uh i understand there might be a little uh, conflict at the george house thursday night <laughs> your daughter goes here to Red Bank Catholic. She's shy, but she's coming on over here now to say hi. What's that going like? to be like Thursday night at dinner? Well, uh, sports have uh -oh. been a part of her life our whole year, so they know Friday night it's simple. My wife sits with me, and, uh, and my daughter goes and cheers and hopefully doesn't cheer too loud for the Casey's Friday night, but it's all good. It's a great rivalry. It's exciting. We live for this game you know this is what it's about if you're a high school coach or, or a football player you want to play <laughs> you want to play in this game friday night and it's awesome wow it's awesome well that's great to hear coach thanks for making the trip again we'll see you friday night we're looking forward to it <laughs> thank you guys thank you. that's coach thank dan you. george and offensive lineman kevin Cerruti. our thanks to them we're going to take another break here in the red zone as a reminder go on to the usa today network 
and uh, New Jersey and see new episodes of The Battle Room. And as we head to break, we're going to toss it to our Red Zone Roundup. Guys, take it away. Thanks, Ryan. This is Mark Tribble from the Courier Post covering South Jersey football. Here we had a big upset on Saturday as Haddonfield beat St. Joseph 22-15 on the strength of Jay Foley's five-yard touchdown pass to Drew Gavernich in the fourth quarter. Also, Highland moves to 5-0 for the first time in school history with a 16-15 win over Timber Creek on the road. Now here's Greg Tafaro with what's going on in Central Jersey. Hey, high school football fans, Greg Tafaro reporting on week four, Greater Middlesex Conference action. The big story in the league this week was St. Joseph of Metuchen snapping Westfield's four-year-old 21-game home winning streak. This interception by linebacker Tyree Ford, who returned the pick 51 yards, set up St. Joseph for a crucial late fourth-quarter touchdown. Receiver Nate Wyatt and quarterback Mikey Cardinale connected on this 50-yard scoring strike, which proved to be one of the game's biggest plays. Cardinale punched it in on this 11-yard touchdown run that contributed to the Falcons' 27-18 lead. And that's the way it ended as Ryan Granito iced the victory with this game-sealing interception. You guys are the best. They're out. Let's go. Where can you find passion? One, two, three, family. Action. Copious amounts of body paint and a host with perfect hair. Look no further than the Red Zone Game of the Week. We're on the sidelines every Friday night bringing you highlights from the shore's biggest game. That's right, every Friday, even nor'easters and power outages won't stop us. The Red Zone Game of the Week, Saturdays at 7 a.m. on app.com. Thanks to our kidney transplant program, one that ranks among the nation's top 10, Jean isn't who she used to be. She's better. I'm still here. RWJ Barnabas Health. Let's be healthy together. Sponsored by RWJ, Barnabas Health, the home of the Casey's Red Bank Catholic, undefeated in our number one team at the shore. It's now time to talk to the home team ahead of their game with Long Branch. We have head coach Frank Edgerly and quarterback Steve Lubish here. Guys, thanks for hosting us. Coach, let's begin with you to start the season. Some pretty wide margins of victory. How do you get make sure your team is staying sharp for what might be a close game coming this Friday night? Well, like anything else, you can only control what's on your schedule. Uh, we've been fortunate thus far. Things have definitely gone our way. Uh, but quite frankly, you, you kind of lean on your leadership and guys like Steve to make sure we're staying focused on what it is we're working towards and not necessarily what we're working at that week. Well, you got this guy over here, Steve <laughs> one of the best athletes, one of the best quarterbacks around, a great athlete. Uh, your early commit to BC. Your dad went to BC, was a four-year letter winner there. Your Uncle Nick uh, was a running back there. Why BC? Well, first of all, like you just said, my dad and uncle played there, so that always had a huge role. I always, went I always went to the games when I was about five years old, and I just fell in love with it when I was younger, and that's what made me decide early. 
But you had a lot of schools that were interested in you. Yeah. You know, so was there any pressure? Uh, a little bit, but <laughs> I just decided to go with the process and just <laughs> trusting it. <laughs> hey, Coach, you have a lot of key players. You got Jaden King. You got some of the top juniors in the country. How do you keep a balanced attack? Great offense, great defense. How do you go every year? I mean, this has been a different year. You've always had either a great offense or great defense. But this is one of the most balanced years I've seen out of RT. Well, uh, <laughs> yeah, having good players helps a lot, doesn't it? <laughs> but uh, at the same time, I think, you know, when you get your team to understand the standard of performance, it, it can't be limited to just one phase of your game, whether it was offense, defense, or special teams. And, you know, this year, you know, I think thus far through the course of five games, we played complementary football. Uh, now, this Friday night, this is our biggest test by far. So to see exactly where we're at in both sides of the ball, well, we're going to know pretty soon. But uh, certainly at this point, you know, to your point, there's been years where one side of the ball has been more dominant than others or just better than others. Thus far, I mean, I, I'm pleased with where we're at in terms of that balance. And, Steve, too, we have this ridiculous video of you that you shared with us. Looks like you're about to jump out of the ceiling in this one video. Take us through that. What is that? And, and just how are you able to do that? <laughs> uh, honestly, I, I can't even answer that question. I don't know where I got that from. Well, I, I know I didn't get it from my dad. No, so. no, he didn't. I told him. There's, there's no way. I mean, his dad's a linebacker for a reason. This guy's a great athlete. <laughs> and, and how does, you know, those types of workouts and those types of exercises, how do they help you on the field? Uh, they just help me get quicker with my feet and faster, honestly, with speed and all that. Coach Joe McCall did a great job with the team. He just gets us stronger and faster. Wow. Well, that's pretty yeah. impressive to see. And, uh, yeah, you've done some like impressive things on the field this yeah. year and Thank certainly you. off the field as well. So Thank congratulations you. on that. Guys, thanks for hosting us here, and we'll see you oh, Friday pleasure. night. Great. Thank, Thank you. you. Red Bank Catholic Casey's head coach Frank Edgerly and quarterback Steve Lubashir. We're going to take another break here in the red zone. One more break. And when we come back, we will have our pick six for the upcoming week. And we'll unveil the location of next week's road show. And it's a special one, too. So you make sure you want to stick around for that. One more break here in the red zone. Coming to you from Red Bank Catholic, the Red Zone Road Show is sponsored by RWJ Barnabas Health. Weeks before the first bell rings to kick off the new academic school year, high school football coaches are putting their players through the grind in the blazing summer sun. Will this season bring a new batch of teams contending? Let's go! Or will the old guard prevail? All season long, we'll take you inside the room to hear the coaches' inspirational speeches that will either propel their kids to victory I'm ready for you. or challenge them to overcome defeat. Ah! It's time to step up to the mic. The Jersey Storytellers Project, presented by the Asbury Park Press, is your chance to share and listen to stories from people in your community. Have a story to tell? Email Alicia Williams Boyd, awilliams at app.com, to share it. Back here for week five of the Red Zone Roadshow, sponsored by RWJ Barnabas Health. We're here at Red Bank Catholic, the undefeated Casey's number one at the shore. 
taking on number three Long Branch in our Red Zone Game of the Week. Two teams with some rich traditions and some NFL players, of course, from Long Branch. Cannot think of the late great Sam Mills, Montclair State product, and five-time Pro Bowler with the Saints and Panthers. And had a Rod Bank Catholic, a recent one. How about Donald Brown, the UConn running back? And he played alongside Peyton Manning with the Colts and Phillip Rivers with the Chargers. 20 touchdowns in seven years about, in the uh, league. How about some guy named Quentin Nelson with the Indianapolis <laughs> Another one. <laughs> Another one. We, we can go, yeah. There's plenty to choose from yeah. from both schools. Yeah. We already talked about our recruits, some guys that might be in the NFL eventually. But let's talk about some upcoming games this week. It's our red zone pick six. And, Steve, let's start with you. Modern day at Barnegat. National Division Championship game here. Barney gets 4-0 and off to a really good start. Their linebacker, Brian Ewan, became the school's all-time tackles leader. Their running back, Charlie Cotton's had a really good year. This is a different proposition they're facing this week, though. Modern day, ultra-talented. And modern day's quarterback transfer from Camden Catholic, Rob McCoy, just became eligible last week and threw a touchdown pass on his first play as a modern day serve. Too much talent for modern day. Modern day's the pick. Wow. Hey, Greg, what about this one? Burger Catholic... At the mighty St. Joe's. This game is one of the reasons I hate making picks because you know what? <laughs> the, the team that you pick against, the other side will say, oh, you didn't think we could win. Both teams can win this game yeah. easily. Um, I think that Bergen Catholic, they've been without their star defensive lineman, Aeneas DeCosmo, for a couple weeks now. They've been able to regroup well so far. Both teams going in at 4 and 1. St. Joe's, I think, might be on a little bit more of a roll. They've won four in a row since that opening day loss, which incidentally I think was to like the number one team in Florida. We found out that they've ascended the ranks like that. So I'm going to give a percentage. I'll say uh, 55% St. Joe's wins, uh, you know, 45 for Burden. And the good thing is you get to pick, you're going to get to pick these games again in the playoffs. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> and, Steve, two teams that met a couple years ago ranked number one and number two. Yes. They might be on the rebound now, Middletown South and Toms River North. And they are on the rebound. Middletown South got shellacked opening day by a really talented Coatesville PA team. But since they've gotten back to the shore, they've been red hot. Their defense has three shutouts. They're back to running the triple option, back to their roots from Noshawn Moreno's days. Trevor Bray's done a really good job at quarterback running that triple option. Thompson and North did not play badly against Frio Township, believe it or not. Mm -hmm. They played okay. Frio Township just played really well that night with their quarterback playing really well. well they must be real good then. They're getting there, especially <laughs> with the sophomore quarterback. Thompson and North still a good, solid program. Their quarterback, Jake Kazanowski's had a solid year. They have good running backs. I just think Middletown South's just a little bit better defensively, so I'm going to pick the Eagles. Well, well, Greg, how about this one? You got Ridgewood versus, well, at Paramus Catholic. Uh, at Paramus. At don't, don't get those two confused because that's a longtime rivalry. Ridgewood Paramus are <laughs> next door neighbors, right? <laughs> they used to play on Thanksgiving. Paramus, how about this? 5 0 for the first time in school history. Wow. They've had some good seasons. Uh, Joe Sabella's there now. His older brother had some very good teams that were went deep in the playoffs. Ridgewood, though, you know, always a good uh, team under Coach Chuck Johnson. The wing tee, they're very disciplined. They can run the ball well. Do keep an eye on Paramus quarterback Trevor Bopp, only a junior. He's going to be – he is very good and will continue to be, but I'd say, I'd say maybe 60% Ridgewood in this game. we got Park Ridge at Emerson. Now, this is one that I'm is waiting. really close and tough to call because – got to call it. Both teams well, – first of all, <laughs> the teams co-op in a lot of sports. Mm -hmm. And wow. second of all, yeah. yeah. And wrestling they do, yeah. And wrestling they do. Uh, baseball, fierce rivalry on the diamond. And wouldn't you know, both quarterbacks, Emerson's Pete DeRocher and Park Ridge's Vincent Pinto, you know, they face off against each other on the baseball field, and they've played some good games there. On the football field, there might be a little edge to Park Ridge because Emerson has been dealing with a banged-up uh, running back, Ryan Shaw, is very good back. 
but Emerson's got the home crowd. Maybe a slight edge there. I'm going to go 51-49. We'll say Emerson <laughs> pulls it out by a squeaker. And a big one here at oh, the shore. Long Branch 4-0, number three at the shore. Red Bank Catholic, number one, 5-0 at the shore. A couple miles away at Count Basie Field. But yeah, Steve, I'm really excited to see this game because this is a real test for both of these teams. They pretty much had it their own way so far. RBC did have the opener with St. John Vianney, a very talented team. But since then, they've been kind of in cruise control. Long Branch has been in cruise control. Very talented offenses. Long Branch thinks they're better up front than they were last year, which is very interesting. They also have a big-time running back in Jermaine Corbett and a quarterback in Mark Dennis who can make plays and run and throw. RBC has a very talented quarterback who we had here a few minutes ago. Did we? A really good receiving <laughs> core led by Jaden Key. And I think they're maybe a tad better up front. I'm going to pick RBC, but I think the score is going to be very close. And we shall find out Friday night. That is our Red Zone game of the week, so you can see highlights of that game Saturday morning on APP.com. We'll have full coverage of high school football, as we always do across the USA Today Network, New Jersey, so be sure to follow along for that. Remember, host districts, share this episode, post it, watch it as much as possible because your school could win some money at the end of the year. And finally, as we wrap up, we have a big announcement. Next week, the roadshow, truly a roadshow, as we leave the shore for the first time ever. We're going up to Bergen County for St. Joe's at Don Bosco, a huge game up there. We're excited to get up to North Jersey and bring you the Red Zone from two of these elite programs. So looking forward to that. We'll see you next week in the Red Zone. That's going to wrap up this week, though. From Red Bank Catholic, our thanks to the Casey's for hosting us. Thanks to the Green Wave for making the trip. For Chris, for Steve, for Greg, I'm Ryan. We'll see you next week in the Red Zone.